All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Now on the Horn. Yes, I expected to hear this song yesterday for midweek movie music because Boomerang was the featured film, and this song is on the Boomerang soundtrack. Matter of fact, it's the, it's, it's the only place you can find it. Actually, they don't have yeah. no other albums, only on the Boomerang I mean, they, they, they've since put it out. Have they since yes. put it on they there? But since, at the, okay. yes. At the time, you couldn't get it anywhere except yeah, it was, on that It soundtrack. was originally on there, and then they were like, it's Guys, too popular. Yeah, this is too popular. We yeah, gotta make yeah. some more money off this. Yeah, no, it did. It was like, yeah, I, that's why I bought the damn soundtrack. It was both because of this yeah. song, and I was like, damn, they can't get anywhere else. So I had to buy it. And uh, today, of course, do Theme Thursday. That's when Patrick plays jams that are intended to provide us with clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. And yes, it is the end of the road. Last uh, last days finales, the um, closing uh, closing time. Yep. We didn't get that one either. Closures. Uh, any song referencing uh, the end, because that's what's happening to Ball Don't Lie. It's ending. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Don't be yep. don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. And I think we're all happy <laughs> that it happened. Uh, all right. So uh, don't worry about that, folks. Uh, so New Theme Thursday. Thanks to my man, Patrick. Always hooking us up. Very sentimental uh, New Theme Thursday. But don't worry. If you're feeling a little bit down, this story will pick you right it's on definitely up. definitely going to pick oh, you up. It's such a great story. Man, the NFL. That's how you know being close to the football scene. NFL is just a gift that just keeps on giving, don't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was uh, apparently uh, Sean Payton was feeling really comfortable when he did this interview because he uh, recently sat down with a reporter from USA Today, and this story, like I said, broke early this morning. Um, he said, "Now I think it's Jared Bell is his name, the uh, USA Today reporter." And it's a long story, and it goes into, you know, in depth about a lot of different things. But (laughs) some of the quotes, I'll just read like four quotes from it that specifically mention a team and a coach on that team. So (laughs) Sean Payton is feeling himself. So here's the the first quote. And he just talks about, you know, um, the Russell Wilson regression last season. He was asked about that. Here's what he's had to say. Oh, man, there's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall. Shoot. They couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. All right, he went on to talk about these, these uh, preferential treatment that Russell Wilson got, bringing in his own trainer and bringing his own quarterback coach and having his own office away from the locker room. He said about that, quote, that wasn't his fault. That was the persons who allowed it, the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it all happen. Man, he said, now a quarterback having an office and a place to watch film is normal, but all those uh, things get magnified when you're losing and that other stuff, I've never heard of it. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, also, here's another quote. Um, he was asked about the team doing things differently now, and he said, quote, that was a message. He said, they can only beat the blank out of you so much but everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. 
And here's the other quote. <laughs> I, he ain't done. He's got a lot oh, of this, I know. Man. He turned up. There's plenty He's of smoke. He's in his bag right he, now. Man, he's bringing that smoke. He also said, it doesn't ha- happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault. Relative to spending so much time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pump and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks. All of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put the dream team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to be? How are we going to compete with them? Deion Sanders there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. In. Say right. it loud for the people and, in the back. Say it with his chest. Did What's he, up with that? Did he add, and another thing. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay, last one. Last one. One more thing. This, and one more thing. This is, this is quick. <laughs> um, he did say, in regards to how different things are now with his regime compared to last season with Nathaniel Hackett, he said, quote, everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. Like, to me, like I said, he, he was borderline close to making a Seinfeldian Costanza reference on that about the opposite. Because how else? Who else talks about the opposite of the opposite? That's a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. <laughs> Yes, I will do the opposite. I used to sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. Okay, um, <laughs> so they're going to do the opposite. Hopefully it works out better as well as it did for George Costanza. Uh, also, Robert Sala, since Robert Sala um, is the coach of the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 he did hire Nathaniel Hackett this past offseason. Here's what he had to say when he was asked about Sean Payton's comments. Well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he on on that? You know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, uh, but as far as you know, what we have going on here, it's, um, you know, the. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four, and I'm good with it. You know, but, uh, you know, the guys in our locker room, they they've earned everything that's coming to them. Um, um, and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here. Him, the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job, and, and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole other analogy I'll get into later. But, uh, but really, really, really excited about the group we have, the coaching that's going on, and... Uh, um, but I'm going to keep our focus on us and making sure that we're prepared every single day to do the best we can and uh, learn from our past and grow with, grow with every, every moment that we have. When was the last time you heard an NFL coach, and I guarantee you this is the first time you heard an NFL coach say, if you ain't got no haters, then you ain't popping. Man, look. Man, that's to, my coach right there. We need to put it on a shirt. <laughs> I need to put that on a shirt. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Is that, is that a rap lyric? That yeah, that's, no that feels like something Sauce told him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure. For Coach, sure. Coach, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Yeah. That's great. Coach, you good. You good. Okay, now. But he said it with some flavor, he so said, he had it because, you yes, know, there's a different one because if he did just hear it from Sauce, he was like, 
I don't know. The kids are he saying that he didn't say he like Mike McCarthy. No, no, he didn't say, he didn't like, say Mike McCarthy? McCarthy. like Chad well, Hastings. <laughs> if you don't have any haters, then you're not popping. <laughs> is that? Did I say it right? What is a grip? What is a grip? If you don't have any uh, dislikers, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That was great. Okay, so guys, we know now this is going to aggravate, motivate, upset, disgruntle. Aaron Rodgers, yep. because he and Nathaniel Hackett are BFFs. They partners. They are really close. Yep. Matter of fact, Aaron Rodgers, the day he was announced as the Jets quarterback, uh, the media availability, he went out of his way to say, no, one of the reasons I signed here, one of the main reasons, is my boy Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Well, I'm not. They smoked us last year, so I knew they had a good team. <laughs> Uh, we got to practice against. We got to some a couple years ago, and I got to get to know Robert a little bit more. And uh, I've always loved what he's all about. We played him in San Fran a, a few times, and mostly they got the best of us. Um, but I liked the way that he was leading his coaching style. Um, a big reason I'm here, uh, I got to mention, is Nathaniel Hackett, who's here. Uh, Hackett and I became really close friends for three, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, three years in in Green Bay, and I love him like a brother. And I believe in him, and I'm uh, really happy to be back working with him again. Obviously, Joe has got a great track record so far of drafting some incredible players, uh, but it takes a system, and obviously Robert has the uh, the right sauce, so I'm excited about getting to work with him and Brick and uh, Mark Juan, former teammate of mine, and uh, it's a great staff. But, you know, I'm an old, I'm an old guy, so I want to be a part of a team that can win it all. And I believe that this is a place we can get that done. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Also, um, sidebar here, big fan of hip-hop. I learned that his favorite rappers are B.I.G. and 50 Cent. Said he's into the 90s, 2000s hip-hop. Solid. No, no uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I bet him and his BFF, Nathaniel Hackett, I bet one of the things they vibe over is hip-hop. You mean Hack? <laughs> no. Whatever his name is, because Nathaniel Hackett was once uh, in, I think, and he maybe still is, a break dance enthusiast. Oh yeah, we have evidence. Your mother also put you in break dancing at the age of five. Yes, she did. I loved the movie Breakin'. It was my favorite favorite movie ever, and I was a break dancer for Halloween, probably like five years in a row. My parents would always have me put shows on in front of people. So when you're in college, <laughs> and if you're daydreaming. You want to be a football player or you want to be a hip-hop dancer? Oh, gosh, I would go crazy if I could backup dance for Timberlake. Janet Jackson, all that. Ciara? I've asked her to be a backup dancer in her video numerous times. You're not um, serious. Oh, yeah, I have. I saw her video that came out. I was like, okay, I might not be able to do all that, but I can get about 50% of it. <laughs> so you, you seriously mentioned this to Ciara. She knows oh, yeah. you've done, I you've done hip-hop. I was more excited to meet her than I was Russell. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Daniel Hackett. He's going to learn dancing. how to break dance on uh, this game on the what? The fifth? It's the, the fifth yep. game? Jets at Broncos, yep. week five, ladies and gentlemen. Must watch television. I know you didn't give a damn about this game prior to today, but I got to tell you, I'm going out of my way to go somewhere <laughs> to watch this matchup. And it might be a terrible matchup, but I love trash talk before any type of matchup. This is basically, they're promoting the Jets Broncos game. If you're Commissioner Dale, you got to love this. It's kind of the NBAification of the NFL where you get, get petty, but I'm here for it. I'm it's here for the pettiness. pettiness. It's petty. It is all now, pettiness now. Let me ask you this. If the Jets win, Ooh. 
Can Nathaniel Hackett break dance in center field? Oh, I pray, guys. Come on. That would be so good. Yes. Let's make it happen. Get that a locker might room be release. Actually... Get video of it in locker no, room. No, I want him on, I want him in front of Sean Payton. <laughs> The dance of Sean Payton's That would face. be kind of wild Just right breaking there. breaking out right there in front of Sean And they, they do electric boogaloo because I watched Breaking back oh. in the day. He just walks out there I with the broom. part of that. He walks out there with the broom like then in the movie. Yeah, yep, and then start doing it from side to side when Turbo comes in there. Man. Brings out Kelly. Yeah, wow. I know what's happening. That would be fantastic. I am hoping that that works out. But, yeah, man, I, I, like I said, I'm all for it. I remember I was telling you guys about the, uh, the numbers for the national championship game for the women's. Uh, women's college basketball when it was uh, was it LSU and yep. Iowa that Kay- up- yeah Kaylin Clark Clark and uh, Angel Reese Angel Reese I yep. mean they got I believe it was nine point nine million viewers yeah, I watched for that, that game too. We, we all did we all watched that everybody game. watched that game and the reason we watched it is because there had been so much trash talk even like the was it Haley Van Light I believe is her name yeah um, she was one of the ones it was, all the ladies were talking trash to each other and taunting one another. And it was so compelling, mm-hmm. and it got everybody hyped to watch women's college basketball. Nine point nine million viewers. Perspective: It was more than the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Cotton Bowls. More than the Big Twelve, Pac twelve, ACC title games. Notre Dame, USC, LSU, Bama, Bama, Texas A and M primetime, Ohio State, Penn State. Mm. All right, it, man. I'm saying it had better ratings than the 2023 Thursday night football games, 2021 NBA Finals, the 2020 World Series. Yeah. All because these because Angel Reese started doing the you can't see me. Yeah. The yayo. Yeah, right? the John Cena. The yayo. Yeah. John Cena, you can't see me. And then the world kind of lost their mind with the trash talk. So trash talk can promote. That's why all the fights before a fight, a UFC or a boxing match, they're always trash talking and promoting. That's all it is. It's yeah. just promoting the fight. And, yeah. That's it. That is a great way of looking at it. And mm. and you start looking at this uh this matchup, we've already got the hype because it's Aaron Rodgers that is going to be there. Yep. Then you got Russell Wilson who needs to get his uh, life together. I'm talking about on the football field. Life off the field is really good for Russ, but he life is, on yeah. on the field, he's got to redeem himself. And then you got the mastermind of Sean Payton being the offensive guru, and you have Robert Sala as the uh, defensive coordinator. I like that. Man, this is a great matchup. But I wish it was great. I wish it was week one, though. Yeah, week five. So, you know, we'll see how the teams are at that point. But it's still early enough where, you know, even if if they have a losing record by then, you can't say that the season is forsaken. No, 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 no. Yeah, so I'll say Yeah, because the Jets have a tough schedule from the very rip. They play Cowboys week two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Everybody wants to see the Jets, so they're on a ton yeah. of primetime games. Everybody wants, they're the most compelling story in the NFL right now. And, you know, the NFL always says the NFL is the number one television product in America, and the Dallas Cowboys are the number one TV star on the number one mm-hmm. television product in America. And right now, the Jets are probably the most compelling uh, television star in on the number one TV product. You put those two together, that might be the highest rated game of the season, actually. Yep. Now that I think about it, that might end up being the highest rated game of the NFL season. I the Jets be and the Cowboys? Yeah. How are we going to get more compelling than that? I don't see it happening. I don't see anything I've more compelling I've been a big fan of it right? all the way. Cowboys and Jets? Blackstone's prediction, that will be the highest rated game of the season. It's not even close, actually. I, I think like it's pretty that. easy. Yeah. I like that. Maybe late in the season That's you get two, you know, I don't know, just two juggernauts. But Well, especially now with the injuries that we've had coming out. That's so true. you got to look at that, too. It, it may get to that number if everybody's healthy by that time but if it's at the end of the year I know that you were uh 
he was talking about the Chiefs and the Vikings, mm-hmm. but you also might have the Chiefs and the Bengals too. That game is always one of the most watched games out there too. It is. Um, this is why there's a reason Sean Sean Payton is living rent free in Aaron Rodgers' head right now, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers won't tell you that, and he won't admit it. But I'll give you the numbers, and I'll give you the uh, situation. So remember Hurricane Ida. In that last season for Sean Payton, I think that's 2021, was that it? And Hurricane Ida hit New Orleans, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't play their season. They couldn't play that season opener in New Orleans. They had to play it somewhere else, even though it was a home game for them. The NFL gave them the option, hey, you need to decide to pick where you want to play. And there are only so many options because there are only so many stadiums that can, you know, handle NFL capacity. Um, But also you need to do it sooner rather than later. Because, you know, we need to get contingency plans ready to go about where you guys are going to play. So the NFL requires all games to be played in NFL stadiums. Keep that in mind, too. So yep. you can't just go play it. Oh, we're playing that college stadium. No, you got to play it in an NFL stadium yep. because of replay communication. So a lot of variables in there. So Sean Payton, who is a great damn coach. He does a lot of research. Uh, with I the know Saints practicing going. at TCU in Fort Worth, uh, uh, their first choice was AT&T Stadium in Arlington since the Cowboys opened, they opened the season in Tampa that year, and uh, the Saints were hosting the Packers on September 12th, uh, but the Cowboys Stadium was hosting a concert or something, and they had rooted out. So Jeff Duncan of the Times uh, Pica, uh, Picayune, he actually reported the Saints considered like a ton of different data and for this. And essentially, they arrived at playing at, in Jacksonville at their uh, temporary yeah. home stadium. And the reason was, and I've told this story, yeah, I've, actually I told it after that, that that actually happened in 2021. I've been telling it ever since, so it's probably why you've heard it. So if you've heard it before, just bear with me. So at the time, uh, when they decided they were playing in Jacksonville, all three Florida stadiums were available um, to play. So they actually went through and looked at the state's heat and humidity index in history to try to find out what the heat and humidity were going to be that day. They yep. looked up Aaron Rodgers' record in Florida. At the time, discovered he was 3-4 and four in his career games there and had a 78.1 passer rating. So they began looking up. He's def- they were like, we're definitely going to choose Florida. Florida not only has the uh, the capacity to do it, but they got open stadiums. And Aaron Rodgers sucks for some reason when he plays in Florida. And they also figured that they looked up flights for Packers fans, and they found the toughest uh, basic location for Packers fans to get to was Jacksonville. <laughs> yep, was getting down there to Florida. They said that would be the toughest place for Packers fans to get to, so they don't have to worry about Packers fans filling up the stadium to try to get to see Aaron Rodgers and support Aaron Rodgers. And after all that, the Packers came to the conclusion, all right, you know what, we're going to play in Jacksonville. Here's the result of all that research they did. The, pa- at the, the passer rating, this is right at the time, so two years ago, passer rating for Aaron Rodgers was 368 his total QBR was 13.4. His uh, interception, even though he's the all-time interception rate leader in the NFL, he threw two picks. He didn't have a touchdown at all, even though he's, I think, eighth all-time in touchdown rate, top 10 there too. And he, if you go look at his, uh, just like his stats from that day, um, it was basically one of his worst games of his professional career. It was all you could make the argument after it was only two games that he had in his career up until that point 
that he had a lower passer rating or a less efficient uh, stats. And it happened in 2014. I think it was like week six of 2020. But other than that, this was one of his bottom five worst performances of his career. And trust me, he remembers it well. He remembers it. Mm. And Sean Payton thinks he's got a little, little, you know, a little book, a little strategy, a little game plan on how to neutralize Aaron Rodgers. So that's another little added element to it, too. That's what I'm saying. He's so deep. He that's is. why he's over there throwing me. barbs because he knows. I love me some Sean. He Payton. understands how to get to Aaron Rodgers. I think he does. He, yeah. he believes that anyway. Whether right. it's true or not, who knows? Right. That last season for Sean Payton in New Orleans, I think they were nine and eight. Barely yeah. missed the playoffs. Might have been one of his most impressive coaching jobs. It was jobs. his best to me. Right? Coaching Pe- job. People yeah. forget, not only did they have the Hurricane Ida stuff to deal with, um, it just brought up, you know, they ended up beating Green Bay 38-3 to <laughs> in yeah. that game in Jacksonville, even though they were displaced. Remember, Drew Brees retired in yep. March of that year. Retired yep. early on. I don't know if it took him by surprise or not, but he retired. They had to gut the roster. They saved $11 million dollars. Uh, un, uh, off the salary cap to, to reduce it to get under the salary cap that year. So they had a huge amount of roster turnover. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, and their kicker, Will Lutz, didn't play a down for him that entire season. Has uh, Michael Thomas played a down for him yet? Actually, I'm not <laughs> even Since sure. Then? I'm not even sure. <laughs> they actually had so many injuries that year. They had They set a record with 58 different starters that season. Yeah. According to ESPN stats and info, that was the last season for Sean Payton. The offensive line was supposed to be the strength of the team, and they had multiple starters go down. Uh, they had uh, Andres Pete and Ra- uh, Ryan Ramzik, and uh, they missed like I think twenty five games. They used four different starting quarterbacks and ten different starting O line combinations, and that total of fifty eight offensive and defensive starters doesn't include the four kickers they had to use. They used four kickers, they used four different quarterbacks, and ten different starting offensive linemen had to deal with a hurricane, their franchise quarterback retiring, m- more injuries to any team in the NFL, and he still went nine and eight. Damn near made the playoffs. Yeah. They was that. They close were to that close. close. That's right. <laughs> I remember all of that. Oh man, yeah. So I, I for the record, I think Champagne's a hell of a coach. Yeah, I, I do. I think he's gonna be. That's I why I thought he was gonna be the Cowboys coach. He should have been. I don't yeah, know. We Jerry were waiting on that. That's remember, right. Remember Jerry tried to tra- Jerry Jerry tried to trade yes. for Sean Payton. Yes. Remember the way it all went down. Pro Football Talk claims that at the time. Because the ownership was the same as the ownership of the New Orleans Hornets. They, mm-hmm. they had the same ownership at the time. And remember, right around the time that Jerry was trying to trade for Sean Payton, the ownership of both of those organizations, they traded uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah. They traded Anthony Davis. And they believe, since the fans all knew, oh, the ownership's the same, that the blowback from the fans would be something that they just could be unbearable. It would be detrimental to trade, their organization. Yeah, you trade away Sean yeah. Payton, the Super Bowl winning coach, and then they're, you know, the superstar on the NBA team. They would just they basically turn against the whole family. That's the and, Shohei Otani effect. Yeah. Can't get much, rid of them because now we're about to get rid of our entire organization. We done. Yeah. So they tried. So Jerry yep. tried, and at the time they neglected – or not, they declined the trade, I should say, because they, they said, man, we can't give away – 
uh, or at least trade away our Super Bowl winning coach and our superstar NBA player. Trip. They tried. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into a little Astros Rangers. Uh, Rob Manford signing extension and the Shohei Ohtani trade reportedly is off the table. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nine Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's obviously a sentimental new theme Thursday because it is the last new theme Thursday for Ball Don't Lie. And that is essentially the theme. It's about finales. It is about closure, the end of things, and all these songs reference that. The final countdown. It's amazing. Great job again, Patrick. This as always, a, yeah. This is a, I mean, I don't know why, but... So this jam always puts you in like a, a mood, like an upbeat mood. Yeah, ready, makes, to, ready to go. I know. Makes you want to kind of run through a wall or something like that. It's the brain when they start screaming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. There you go. Thanks, my man Patrick. Always doing a great job for all of our musically themed days of the week. Uh, all right, let's start with some baseball, gentlemen. Let's start with the biggest story uh, in baseball, in my opinion. Shohei trade, the Shohei Otani trade. And by the way, we got to mention what Shohei did today. Yeah, before definitely we bring give up the Shohei Otani trade. So they had a double header today, and <laughs> Shohei Otani in Game One of the double header, he threw a complete game shutout. Mm-hmm. And then in the second game of the doubleheader, hit two home runs. Yeah, <laughs> he is not human. He, <laughs> hey, it's, it was he also, is the he is the alien that they found. He's a, <laughs> yeah. maybe he is one of the he aliens. is one of the aliens. Men in black type stuff yeah, going it's on a here. Complete game shutout. One hitter, I believe. Yeah, one hitter. He had eight strikeouts in eight that game. Yeah. man, what is going on? And so, reportedly, and we don't know what's going on. The Angels, at least re- based on the recent reports. They have taken the uh, Shohei Otani uh, Shohei Otani trade uh, offers off the table. Um, apparently, they're not trading him. Uh, remember, they also made a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they themselves actually made a trade. So, not only are the Angels believing that they're going to try to keep Otani Otani for this. I guess they're the wild card, the four out they're of the wild card. They're going to have to be for the wild card. It's definitely going to have to be. So that. they think it's worth it to go. I don't know, kind of an all-in on trying to get this wild card spot rather than getting return on the investment they've made in Shohei Otani. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. I mean, with the with the pitcher uh, that they went and got, I think that they're trying to sure that up because of the fact that Shohei is the only one that is pitching good for them right now. So you had to go out and get another arm, especially since you decided I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get rid of him. I'm not giving up the farm for him to make sure that we can have something for later on. That's why all these other teams are like, nah, they're going to have to take them off. And, again, it may be a ploy. It may be saying we're going to pull them off and then somebody comes out with an unbelievable offer and say, all right, we need them. Something can happen this weekend because the trade deadline is August the 1st. So there will be uh, some movement, a little bit of movement out there. Three, I'm excited to see what's yeah. going to happen this weekend. They're three and a half games back, so I right. said four. They're three and a half after the win. Run the wild card. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The wild card. And, uh, and we they're know playing we... now, so they're going to probably win again, and they'll still still be able to uh, be in that 
realm, I think, right? Or did it, is it over? Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't checked on the actual because yeah. he left with a cramp, I think. In yeah, he left. He well, after he hit the home run, he, well, he hurt his back. Well, he's been carrying these mofos <laughs> so long for his back ain't hurting. Perfect example <laughs> exactly. of it. Uh-oh. Yeah, he walked out of that game just like. He hits his second home run and just goes back and goes, my back's hurting. Why? It's like, because y'all ain't doing nothing. Come on, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, his, by the way, his, lead, his league leading 38th home run. Mm-hmm. He hit 37 and 38 there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know why they're, the Angels are not trying to I, – I, I know why, because they believe they can make a wild card. But, but the, the question is not can you make the wild card, it's can you make a World Series run. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sometimes. Because it's not worth keeping them just for a playoff run. Baby you want to try steps. to hit? Try, I guess so. Baby uh, steps. But man, if you if you, <laughs> if you don't if you lose Shohei Ohtani in free agency and get nothing in return, that will be one of the biggest. Um, in but I would say it would be one of the biggest indictments on a front office yeah. or a franchise in the history of Major League Baseball. How inept and dysfunctional they actually are. And that goes to Patrick's point of how he's been thinking about this team and why aren't you getting rid of them and. The other part of it is I do believe they're making a strong enough push because if you're going to play, pay Anthony Rendon, who hasn't played hardly any games for you because he's always hurt, you definitely need to come up with the money to pay for Shohei Otani. But, yeah. that's, but that's the point. Is you're already paying Mike Trout tons of money, and they're mm-hmm. paying Rendon a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and you've tried to sign other guys for a bunch of money. You could probably come up with it, and that may be really what it is too, is that he feels he can get at least another, a couple investors and maybe – put some other stuff and get a little bit more liquid to be able to offer something that Otani would stay where he can go up front. We'll give you this amount of money Mm -hmm. that no one else can offer what we can give you up front. Yeah. And there could be something to that where he just thinks, Hey man, if you give me a little bit more time, I'll be able to come up with the money. But I, I just, I don't. Sounds like a bad deal. It's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous <laughs> game. No, to play. I agree. But there's because I, I just don't have any faith time. in this angels organization to do the right thing. I think they'll throw all the money in the world at Joey Otani. I just don't think that he's necessarily – I don't know why he would not sign an extension if he was really all in on this team. Right. If he says, I'm all in, I go trade for other people, you, it's me and Mike Trout, we're going to win a World Series, then I figure he might allude to that a little bit mm-hmm. more than, no, 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 I want I want to go get fair, fair market value. And, man, I can stay in the same town – and yep. go play for a much better team mm, and mm. make the same money and just go play for a much better team. I Why Why am I staying here? Why am I staying at the little brother team? Because the two, team, the two people that you're talking about are not those guys. They don't care. They're having fun. Yeah, they're Mike Trout's not there. It may not, and it may yeah. not be. But, I, yeah, and I mean, and then you go San Francisco will definitely put money in, and they're also right there in the wild card chase yep. in the NL. So that's another team that could go all in for him. Uh, you know, San Diego, they'd have to probably move off one of their guys if you could move off a guy there to open up some money for him. Uh, but they would be – like, there's teams on the West Coast that would b- gladly have him. Mm-hmm. Now I can't wait for the, the free agency frenzy for Shohei. That's going to be a wild, yeah. wild ride. All right, I'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four nine horn. Pop a top again. you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. Like a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere.
Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for what's on tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... mm. Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Trying to put it, uh, time to let you know what's on tap. Before we do that, we'll, uh, you can go to hornfm.com and check out the uh, podcast page. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go there and check it out. All right, Harge, what's on tap for you for tonight? I'm going to watch some soccer tonight. You know, I've been having a lot of fun. We didn't get a chance to talk about the women's team. They tied last night. Uh, some of the best moments in there. But watching it at the house with some soccer people is unbelievable because of the mm-hmm. intensity oh. of uh, the game. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens on Tuesday night when they play again against Portugal. Uh, but I'm going to watch some more soccer because – I'm, I'm I'm all in on the women's World Cup, man. It's uh, yeah. so much my, fun to my watch. My wife is too. She is. Uh, her, they have like little watch parties yeah. for all the games, and she was upset. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah everybody not was not happy. Intent. About it. Uh, uh, Patrick, what's on tap for you, brother? Uh, going to check out my buddy Jelly Ellington playing a show at Meanwhile Brewing Jelly tonight. Ellie. Free Jelly show. Ellie. Jelly Ellington. Jelly yeah. Ellington. Okay, I was like, Jelly yeah. Ellington. He's right. playing free show. Meanwhile Brewing tonight, eight thirty. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Your favorite best, price. That's the best <laughs> damn price you can get. Uh, all what right, you got? Uh, man, I'm probably gonna watch some trash TV. I haven't caught up on my uh, my Naked and Afraid. Okay. My ninety day fiance. It's trash. It's trash night tonight. Okay. He's okay. going trash TV. Trash it up. Trash it up, man. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We're talking about it right here on Ball. Don't lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.